Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Good Fight Podcast, Season 2, Episode 27. Um, today, I'm going to fly solo for a little bit, and then uh, around in the middle of the podcast, we will hear from Brian. Um, so we are not going to be lacking totally uh, in our daily dosage of Brian, but he will be around. So um, in this episode, um, we're going to talk about why now, 2022, we may be in a worse off situation or could be in a worse off situation than right before right before World War II. And I know Brian has been talking uh, about uh, in, in the previous podcast about why today is a little bit like 1935 and 1939. So we're going to go a little bit deeper into that on the political and economic side. Um, so I've been reading some articles and I'm going to put some uh, in for the resources why some uh, economists are thinking um, that today's economic situation could be even worse than what it was leading up to World War II. And how this relates even more to now is how everybody in the news plays up how World War III could be a reality. Um, our leaders around the world are even talking about it. Uh, the president of France, President Macron, literally tweeted yesterday, uh, we don't want a world war, which is a pretty obvious thing to say, but <laughs> but he said it, right? So the talk is out there, and the reasons for World War III happening are also out there. So in this podcast, we're going to dive into that on, on how we can prevent that and how America has to rise to this challenge, as we have many times in the past, um, but it just seems... Um, a little bit different uh, this time, just because of American leadership. Um, and, and so can we sustain American prosperity, America's place in the world? Um, and, and so certainly we will see. So we're going to talk about that uh, coming up in just a second. Alrighty, and I am back, so let's jump right into it. Uh, so some of the in, uh, inflation articles that I was reading, uh, one of them came from SeekingAlpha.com. And as I was reading it, I got immediately uh, thrown back to my uh, econ class last semester, and a lot of it was starting to make much more sense. Um, and it probably will to you as well. Uh, so this is what this article had to say. And the first part is obvious. A period of aggressive monetary and fiscal support has ushered in a consensus view of sustained inflation. That's pretty obvious. Uh, when you spend a lot of money and you don't have the money to spend in the first place, that's an immediate cause for an inflation. Um, and then it also goes on to say that today's initial conditions are far different from the start of the last two inflationary episodes in the 40s and 70s. And so we're going to start with... Um, uh, the 1940s. And I also uh, went to um, uh, the uh, United States government um, uh, website, the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, and I also found something uh, that was very interesting, um, that the between 1929 and 1949, the largest 12-month increase of inflation uh, was, was 10%, and that was November 1940 that it started. So keeping all of that in mind, where we are today with our inflation, 
a percentage and where we think we might go, where uh, it may be possible to unfortunately go. Um, that was kind of talked about a little bit uh, in, with President Biden. He had an interview with 60 Minutes um, where he almost denied the severity of the issue, uh, of the issue of inflation. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and play that clip. Um, so go ahead and take a listen. Mr. President, as you know, last Tuesday, the annual inflation rate came in at 8.3%. The stock market nosedived. People are shocked by their grocery bills. What can you do better and faster? Well, first of all, let's put this in perspective. Inflation rate month to month was just, uh, 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 just an inch, hardly at all. You're not arguing that 8.3 is good news. No, I'm not saying it is good news, but it was 8.2 or 8.2 before. I mean, it's not, you're, maybe I can make it sound like all of a sudden, my God, it went to 8.2%. It's, been, it's the highest inflation rate, Mr. President, in 40 years. I got that, but guess what we are? We're in a position where for the last several months it hasn't spiked. It has just barely, it's been basically even. And as you can probably tell, uh, the president is very much mistaken. Um, and the point is, sustained inflation is not, drumroll please, sustainable. It's not sustainable at all. Um, and the reason, or I should say the issue, is inflation is continuing to stay at this high rate, uh, which is something that America, uh, the American people, um, are not going to be able to to stand for much longer. Um, I know for myself that I have felt the pain at the pump. I have seen the price prices that have risen at the grocery store, which is basically everything across the board. I saw a box of Lucky Charms that was going for $7.49. I don't really eat Lucky Charms anyways, but you get the point. Um, so um, if, if no change is going to take place soon, that could mean we're in for a, a tough road ahead. Um, but there is one good news, uh, uh, one good portion of good news, and that is the midterms are coming up. And that's not saying that we're going to get a new president, because uh, that is in a couple of years. However, this is going to take the temperature of America. Not only that, but we could flip the House and the Senate, as we have talked many, many times. Um, so that just furthers our reasoning. Uh, for why this election coming up is so important. And I guess the next question is, people are asking, are we in a recession? Are we headed for a depression? Well, the president and uh, the left will tell you, no, we're not in a recession. Well, that's because they keep changing the definition of a recession. But Forbes magazine, along with many others, many other magazines, news companies, um, Economic experts say that we are already in a recession. Forbes magazine says that we entered the recession in the summer of 2022. So if we are already in a recession, we have to start thinking, are we headed towards a depression? And how can we stop the bleeding now? And I can tell you one thing. It's not by spending more money. It's not by um, uh, going back to the uh, SeekingAlpha.com article, a period of aggressive monetary and fiscal support has caused us to get to this point. So continuing that is not going to help us at all. Um, I know California just sent out more stimulus checks, and, and that's going to help people now, you know, get by for a month. But is that one month of help for families going to help us in the long run? No, it's going to make us worse off. 
So these are the kinds of things we need to th be thinking about. And when you really kind of put it in perspective, it's starting to sound a little bit worse than the inflation right before World War II. Uh, and then the spike that inf of inflation that happened uh, during, right uh, during the Pearl Harbor time. So uh, we'll go ahead and uh, stop this segment there. We'll turn it over to Brian. We'll come back and talk about, about how we can divert the course from and away from a possible World War III. Hello, Good Fight listeners. This is Brian. Just interrupting the Denver's wonderful work for a second, just to put in my two cents worth on a couple things that are, are going on, kind of a lightning round of my own. So it's uh, it's uh, good to be with you, and uh, I want to just start out by talking about some good news, some things that have been exposed that I think are, uh, are being dealt with. So the first one is uh, PayPal's plan to find people for misinformation quote unquote and hate quote unquote and we know that these things are uh, are definitely in, in the eye of the beholder and have been used to squash uh, free speech and a company like paypal that's in charge of people's money had put forth this rule that they were going to fine people up to twenty five hundred dollars of their money for putting forth what they represented as misinformation and hate i'm glad that's been brought to the front and i believe paypal is back down on that appropriately. Second thing is, it was also exposed by another the New York Post that uh, China has set up some police agencies or Chinese police stations in places like New York for the purpose of, uh, of surveilling and spying on, uh, on dissenters in the, from the, the Chinese party, Chinese uh, citizens or Chinese nationals that are, are, are dissenting and uh, that's very chilling. And I'm glad for uh, that being exposed and hopefully being walked back. So uh, in our newsletter resource, there is some information and some links to articles of that. Uh, some more good news is that uh, despite the talk on the surface, Disney in Florida has really backed down from their uh, political involvement, in, uh, in, at least in Florida. And that really shows that when when strong people like us and like Governor DeSantis and other people in Florida speak up and speak out, uh, it's about ridiculous forays into the political realm by people like Disney who take their money from good uh, people like us. <laughs> uh, that's that's not a good thing. So uh, another kind of good victory. Uh, last piece of good news here, uh, and this just broke. Uh, Recently, when I'm recording, uh, that Tulsi Gabbard has left the Democratic Party. You can look up some of her reasoning for that, and she's very strong in her language about it. So, very thankful that uh, that she, as a, a Democrat and really not a conservative at all, uh, is just seeing through the ridiculousness of today's Democratic Party and is seeing fit to leave. And uh, if you find yourself in that position, I would urge you to join her if you were a thinking person, uh, somebody with a, a, a ground in reality and truth, I would encourage you to do the same thing. Uh, next thing, I want to uh, point out a little bit more about last week's uh, episode that 
we did about uh, speaking out like it's 1935. Uh, there was kind of a mishap in the newsletter. Uh, it got an old version got set out that was incomplete. So if you happen to open that, you'll notice that. And I'm going to try to send out the real version with Denver's episode this week. So um, I still I really recommend Eric Metaxas's book, A Letter to the American Church, and really uh, encourage all believers, especially pastors, to assess the situation and act accordingly. Uh, in military terms, it's threat assessment. And if there truly is a clear and present danger, like there was back in the 1930s, then we as believers uh, have an obligation to speak out about it. And I'll have a quote about that at the end of my little segment here. Next thing about the midterms, just encourage you to get out and vote and push the advantage. Pray. Call upon God to help our country. That's a very rich tradition in our country, calling for days of prayer and fasting and humiliation even. We, we can't do it on our own. Calling on God for his help. Uh, the candidates that we've talked about are, are doing well in Wisconsin, Senate, Arizona, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Ohio, Nevada. Also, there's really close races that are very winnable for the New York governor, the Oregon governor, a New Hampshire Senate race, and a Washington Senate race. So pray for those. Pray that people will get out and vote their values and that we can get some sanity brought back to us. Uh, also pray for uh, races that are toss-ups like the Kansas governor, uh, Utah Senator Mike Lee. There's kind of an interesting situation there where uh, his supposedly fellow Republican Mitt Romney is not coming out to endorse him. Same thing with North Carolina governor and Colorado Senate. So uh, all this, things are looking good and God is, looks like he's answering our prayers, but it relies on us and ours to get out there. I'm really thankful I was able to encourage uh, an acquaintance of mine uh, in another state to register to vote. And um, I'm, I'm very thankful for that, to register for the vote, to vote uh, and for the very first time. So that's very cool. Uh, finally, just pray and, and also try to keep God in the conversation. The um, uh, I'm just, I'm praying about this for myself, that I can just introduce God into my conversation about how I, I love God and, and I'm thankful I have faith, faith in Christ and not in a system of government. Very thankful about that. And uh, I just encourage you to do things, uh, to, do, uh, to do that. The uh, and, and just looking at the hurricane response, as wonderful it was as it was from Governor DeSantis and uh, President Biden even um, expressed his admiration for that. Uh, I wish he would have talked more about relying on God and calling upon God and thanking God that things were any worse and uh, asking God to help uh, with that. But uh, that's kind of my two cents worth for this week. And uh, let's keep up the good fight. And, and here's my quote. It comes from Eric Metaxas's um, uh, book uh, toward the end of it. And it's, uh, here's this quote. It says, this is the hour of the American church. We are charged with pointing our fellow Americans and the whole world to the God who has somehow allowed us the inexpressibly great privilege of representing him in these dark days. Will we do so? And will you? And I'm pointing at myself, looking in the mirror and asking us as, uh, as our listeners, will we do that? So let's keep up the good fight and we'll get you back to Denver in just a second.
And and now in this segment, as promised, we're going to talk about uh, the possibilities and what we can do to deter World War III. Um, and I even hate saying it um, because I, I don't want to even really cause people to think that, oh, this is where we're headed. But really, we have to kind of think in this manner because of the, some of the things that have happened and the trends that we're going to discuss right now. Um, and so first I want to talk about NATO, um, and specifically Article 5 of NATO. Uh, NATO was established in 1949 in the aftermath of World War II, um, and the treaty's key provision was Article 5. And Article 5 states, the parties agree that an armed attack against one or more of them in Europe or North America shall be considered an attack against them all. So basically it's saying an attack against one is an attack against all. So, what does this all mean? Um, so, first of all, Article 5 has been invoked one time, and that was uh, right after 9-11. Other than that, it has not been invoked. Um, so, what does this mean for 2022? Uh, well, there is a large percentage of people on the world stage who want Ukraine admitted to NATO. Not only do they want Ukraine admitted to, to NATO, they want Ukraine admitted on a fast track. They want it expedited, uh, which would mean that if uh, they were accepted into NATO, that America, by treaty, would be at war with Russia. And that would spark a world war right there. Um, so it's a lot <laughs> it's a lot easier uh, to get to World War III than we may think. Um, and, and so we don't want Ukraine admitted to NATO at this time when they're at war with Russia because we don't want to go to war with Russia. And, but don't get it twisted, though. We're not on Russia's side, necessarily. Uh, however, I believe the Democrats will, will use this against, against us, not only in the midterms, but for time to come. Um, it, it, so we need to, well, the United States needs to tread carefully. Uh, Biden, in, in the last March, said this, the United States will defend every inch of NATO territory with the full force of American power. And by treaty, that's that's the truth. Um, and if Ukraine is admitted, then what Biden is saying is we will defend Ukraine, if that's the case, right? The NATO Secretary General said on October 11th, uh, he, he basically warned that any cyber attack against NATO members' infrastructure will trigger Article 5. So that is kind of bringing a whole new meaning uh, to Article 5, if that's what he really means. Um, because there has been cyber attacks in the past, uh, but Article 5 has never been invoked because of it. So what goes on um, from here, we really don't know. But this all is more real than we might think. Because we hear about World War III, we, we've had talks of it ever ever since World War II, any type of war that may have come up, will it turn into World War III? But I think this is the first time in history where we have a, it's a real chance, and it's very unfortunate. Uh, the president even warned of the risk of nuclear Armageddon. The United States Department of Health and Human Services said Tuesday that it spent $290 million on a drug to treat radiation sickness. So what does this all mean it could mean that the buying of this new drug, $290 million to treat radiation sickness, 
we don't know what that means. Um, it could just be preparation. It could be readiness. It could be uh, something for just in case. But the point is they, they spent that much money on radiation sickness drug in the wake of all of this going on. So, so talk has died down uh, generally about the war. You know, when it, when it first started, when Russia first invaded Ukraine, it was all that we saw on TV. Nothing else. It was all that. And now it, it, things have kind of shifted towards uh, the midterms, uh, January 6th, as uh, Trump was uh, just subpoenaed yesterday. Uh, so, so the talk has kind of shifted, but the war has expanded. It, it's, it's gotten worse um, on a number of different levels. And so, so what's next for America? Well, unfortunately, this war in Ukraine could and might involve America. And who knows? We, we could already be involved. I mean, we've already sent too much money to Ukraine for, for weapons defense, and, and that's a, maybe another talk for another day. But we may get involved on a more serious level um, if this whole NATO thing goes through. So for America, what's next? Well, we have to exemplify American power, American leadership, and ultimately deterrence. Uh, we've all heard of uh, the saying, peace through strength, and I believe that's, that that's very much true. Um, and, you know, you, you don't want to mess with the bigger dog. And, and that has to be displayed somewhat. Um, and even people who have voted for Joe Biden, I'm not sure they would say, He's the man for the job to display American power, leadership, and ultimately d deterrence. He's not the guy. Neither is Kamala Harris and, and anybody in the Biden administration for, for that matter. Um, so, so this is going to be something to keep an eye on. Um, and again, I don't even really like to, to say it like this, but I think this is something that's more real than many of us may think. And so it's another reason why our vote matters so much. Um, so you know what? Election, uh, the midterms election are coming up, and that's our first shot. So we have to keep this in mind as we move on and as we go on. Um, and I, I know we talk about the midterms probably every week in this episode, but we're not going to stop talking about it. Um, um, so go out there, talk with your friends, talk with your family. People are already voting with, with, with early voting. So um, everything that we have talked about in these podcasts, every topic that we have covered, it all starts with the vote. And, and, that's, and that's a big part of this podcast is um, to inform people, to get out there and, and, and do what they need to do to make their place in the good fight and, and to make it count. Um, so that's our whole that's our whole mission here. Um, so I'll go ahead and stop here and come back and we'll go ahead and conclude the episode. And I am back to wrap things up. And now, in conclusion, um, 
the main idea is that America cannot lose its presence and persuasiveness on the world stage. Uh, by presence, that includes a lot. And that includes being able to handle ourselves here at home. And right now, that's kind of spiraling out of control, as we talked about inflation, you know, and, and the effects that that could have. And the second thing is persuasiveness. Is America going to have um, what it takes to, one, understand that Ukraine being admitted to, admitted to NATO is not a good thing, and two, persuade the world on that, or at least the members of NATO that are going to have a decision on that. So those are the two things, presence and persuasiveness, we're going to see. And it's starting to look like we don't have a lot of time at the moment. We need to come out in a big way this November. I cannot stress enough how important it is, and it is going to be uh, something to see. It's going to set the tone for the next two years um, until our next big election. So before we, uh, we sign off, I'm going to leave you with two quotes uh, today. And the first one is this. Quote, to be prepared for war is one of the most effective means of preserving peace. That was George Washington. And basically what he's saying is peace through strength. Um, and we still use that ideology today. Um, well, not everybody, apparently. Um, but uh, it is something good to, to remember. And I understand that this whole episode is kind of weighty. Um, but it, I uh, read something this morning, and it's a good reminder. that brought me comfort. So I'd like to uh, read it uh, for everybody. So this is Romans 8, 38 through 39. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able, will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus, Christ Jesus our Lord. So we can all take a deep breath after that and just enjoy what that means for us, and know that God is in control. Um, and this is all uh, very important things that we're talking about, and it has a lot of implications, and it can cause a lot of anxiety, and can make us feel a certain way, but we need to think through these things, and we need to pray through these things. And so that's just a great reminder for us uh, that, that uh, God is in control, and um, we can send it up to him and, and leave it up to him. So uh, I just really enjoyed reading that this morning, and it, it brought me some comfort. So uh, we really appreciate you listening. We just want to remind everybody uh, to, to uh, find us on Facebook, uh, Good Fight. You can find us there. Um, and then you can email us, goodfight71 at gmail.com. Um, let us know what you think, um, or just reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, so until then, keep up the good fight, and God bless. Thank you.